0: your hub for your nine-time World Series champion, Boston Red Sox, your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots, your 17-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics, your six-time Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins, your 11-time national champions in football, the Notre Dame fighting Irish, your 51-time Scottish Premier League champion, well, Celtic football. Your six-time English Premier League for Division One. Chelsea football. Your Gonzaga Bulldogs for basketball. Your Wright State or your uh, Wright State Raiders for baseball, college baseball, and your Boston College Eagles for college hockey. Yeah. Reason we didn't say titles because Gonzaga and Wright State in what? Wait a minute. Oh, wait, you know what? Oops, we made a mistake on Boston College Hockey. They actually have five national champions in hockey. Oops, (laughs) we messed up. We'll we'll do better with the intro, but I'm your host, Tom O'Shea. Welcome back after a week off of just hanging out, just waiting for sports to be back. And sports have started to come back, especially with Major League Baseball. Yeah, Opening day is this week, this weekend and some highs, some lows. Yeah. And we'll get into some of those scores with the Boston Red Sox. So it looks like so the Boston Red Sox played two expedition games against the Tor- Toronto Blue Jays. And I believe they lost the first one eight to eight to six. They had a lead going like right from the beginning. I, they were actually like kind of scoring it like but, all right, this is starting to be fun. And then offense kind of started to shut down in between innings. And then the pitching staff basically came in and after everything on, yeah, Frazier came in and like screwed up in the ninth, the point where the blue Jays came back in. Yeah. Yeah. So they lost eight to six. And then on Wednesday's expedition game against the blue Jays, again, they only got two hits, but the blue Jays also got two hits too, but they did get the lead two nothing, but their game was called after the sixth inning or after the fifth inning due to rain. I think they just canceled it. They just bought, you know, a, who gives a crap? It's it's an expedition, pointless expedition game. Who cares? Let's just get on and play and see you guys Friday night. Well, we won't see the Blue Jays Friday night. We'll see the Orioles, but, you know, I mean, Red Sox. And then last night, the Red Sox w- played that game, or the, the Red Sox played the Orioles. Nathan Evaldi was on the mound, and he pretty much pitched really good. And the offense came in and basically smacked around, yeah, yeah. Jose Peraza, our new uh, utility infielder or Brock Holtz replacement, came in and had like a four-hit game. That's actually the first time anybody, any player in their Red Sox debut has had four hits or more since Gabe Kepler in 2004. Now the Giants manager, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Pilar was really good. He made a really great catch at the beginning of the game, right at the first at bat against Austin Hayes. Paints of the Orioles their uh outfielder i believe yeah one of their outfielders not sure yeah who care who are you people so yeah Kevin Ballard made like a running catch and basically snagged what could have been a base hit or a potential home run to start off the game and but basically yeah, yeah. Sadie Voles ass right from the beginning so yeah basically so they didn't get a hit until the third I think but then after that they basically just went on cruising. and like they basically just boat raced the Orioles yeah, and they won that game thirteen the two, starting the sixty-game season one and zero. and Evaldi got the dub after the season he had last year. And then today they played the Orioles again. Martin Perez was on the mound, and right from the get go, he basically got lit up. He like gave up three runs to begin with. And the only saving grace for me personally, um, in the first inning, JD Martinez did. Uh, With one out, get a base hit, a single into a right or left center field, kind of like make me okay. Good. At least this is this free free nothing Orioles lead in the bottom of the first inning does not feel bad now. Now that JD Martinez did get a base hit, now my worries are over. Yeah, but they didn't get a run because Alex Cobb, who in the past or in the past few years has not been really good, but today he. Showed or showed a um, showed a resemblance of his former self, especially when it was with the Rays. Basically, yeah, he shut out the Red Sox up until the sixth inning, and then Mitch Moreland had, gave the Red Sox their first home run of the season, a solo Johnson in two right field bleachers with nobody in them yet, <laughs> no fans in the stands. But yeah, so basically gave up the first run there, and then basically he was out after that. They basically took him out after that. Yeah. But, unfortunately, and it looked like the Red Sox were going to come back in the sixth inning. Like, they had a chance. They were down three, five to two, and then one of our relief pitchers we got from the Rays, Dylan Covey, who pitched for the White Sox at one point, we faced him at one point, came in and relieved for the Red Sox and basically just gave up two runs. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, the Red Sox ended up losing that game seven to two. They are now one and one, and possibly ho- or uh, going in tomorrow for the series winner. This first ser- opening series against the Orioles, possibly the series dub. Hopefully, they could get it done. Who's pitching tomorrow? Yeah. <sighs> Ryan Weber. Yeah. That's one of the pitchers I've been worried about for like because on the starting rotation because when he was in relief he was awful yeah he was not great but in the um, expedition game on Tuesday he pitched really good like I don't think he gave up a hit until like yeah until like either like the second or third inning I'm not really sure yeah or something like that or or like he pitched really good to the form where like he basically held the Blue Jays for her. yeah so hopefully he carries that into. Tomorrow's game where this game actually does count. Yeah. And, yeah, it's not practice game anymore. Expedition. It's the real thing now. Yes, <laughs> So you got to prove it tomorrow. Yeah. So 1-1. Let's see where they're at in the standings. The Yankees are in first. Oh, yes, the Yankees. They're going to win the whole thing. <laughs> Still got to prove it, though. All right, they are tied for second and last with the um, Oreos, trays and Blue Jays. It's like a four-way tie. Like, the Yankees are the only team that's, like, in first right now. But they're, like, 1-0. and oh. Yeah, they still have to play a game tonight against the Nationals. So, yeah. All right. News. Hmm. Well, I kind of, like – um. Um yeah, like uh Alex Verdugo had a really good game today. Yeah, three hits. He did start out 0 for one and then like got like three consecutive hits after that, after his next three at bat or next three at bats. But yeah, really good. I kinda like him. Yeah. I like Pilar too. Yeah, he's a really good fielder and he was really good la- or last night's game too. Like I feel like he got a lot of hits too. Yeah, and it was helpful in the offensive contribution of the 13 two win. Yeah. yeah. He was that outfielder on the Blue Jays where, like, four years ago, he was the guy who would make all those plays, diving catches, especially when we were getting no hit by their pitchers or, like, basically to the point where, like, it took a while before we actually got a base hit. And there were endings where, like, we hit it to him or close to him in his area. I thought, oh, no, oh, it's going to drop, it's going to drop. He's not going to get in. Then he makes the diving catch. I thought, oh, you mf <laughs> That's why I thought... Because I thought that's going to be a base hit. No one's going to catch that. But he he catches it. And at the time, I had to respect it at the same time. Oh, but now he's one of us. Yeah, he's now one of us now. And I do like him. Yeah, really good outfielder. I actually heard from what Jared Karabas said in his um, blog that he uh, – Barstool's Jared Karabas, host of Section 10 and Starting 9. Yeah, the baseball guy on on Barstool Sports. He wrote in a article or in a blog or article that he wrote when Pilar signed with the Red Sox this offseason, basically saying like he's a really good bat, good bat and a good defensive player, and I heard he's actually a really good dude too. Like he's a really decent dude. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. So last night, and I feel like everybody on opening day was doing this too, especially Thursday and Friday night too. Everybody was paying tribute to Black Lives Matter and basically, yeah, kneeling during the national anthem. I mean, a few Red Sox players like Jackie Bradley Jr., I feel like a few of the coaches too, like Carl Fablis and Tom Goodwin, were kneeling. I'm trying to think who else was kneeling too, but yeah. I'm not really sure how I feel about Black Lives Matter, the organization, but I kind of do see where they're going with like um, social justice or uh, re- fighting racial injustice. I do kind of respect that. At least I will give them credit to that. I don't like the organization, but I kind of do see where they're trying to fight racial injustice. And I'm I will give them like um like respect to that. I will give them like um give them respect to that. I don't know. I'm kinda a little in the middle in this whole discussion. I'm not really sure where. Yeah. Yeah. I just kinda want to let you guys know that. The MLB and the Red Sox were doing that this weekend and stuff like that because that was kind of news. Because going into that, too, you thought, you were kind of thinking, will the Red Sox players need or take a knee during the national anthem? Will they do it? Yeah. They did put a mural, I think, either on the Massachusetts per- Turnpike or something like that or near one of the walls at Fenway Park, outside Fenway Park, saying Black Lives Matter. So. Right, kind of want to make a dress on that. All right, so let's get into the Mookie Betts deal that he just signed with the Dodgers—the mega deal extension that he signed. He was, was it twelve? I've been hearing it was like twelve years and then thirteen years from some people. What? Jeff, let's see. Let's go to Jeff passing megaphone balls. Let's go to him. All right. I think he was the one who broke the story. Let's see. Let's see what he said. Oh, man, I am so hot. I don't know what is wrong. Why I feel so hot? Come on, show All right, it says the all right. all right. I think he did he did hold on. Man, it's like 3. All right. Okay, here it is. 12 years, 365 million dollar extension and and it's combined with a 1 year 25 27 million dollar deal. He's currently under which totals 13 years and 392 mil. All right, he's getting paid, All right, which is kind of the, what he wanted. He wanted to get paid, and I I don't mind that. I really don't mind that. I really don't. I don't know. I feel like if, what I've been seeing on Twitter, especially the MLB Twitter I have, like all the Dodgers fans are just rubbing this in us. They're just saying like, well, I guess he really, it looks like he's not really coming back to Boston after all. <laughs> And you do have to, and you do have to admit, our owners had made no effort whatsoever. They kind of made a little bit of an effort, but not really great effort of resigning Mookie Betts. They kind of made like a shitty—I mean, part of my language—a really shitty offer given them, and and that was the whole deal. He wanted to get paid, and you know what? The Dodgers gave him that contract. I don't blame him. Yeah, and at this point, I really don't care. I mean, he's going to get paid. He's going to keep playing baseball. He still has a special heart here in or with the Boston Red Sox and he almost does nothing. He finally got his World Series three. He brought a championship to Boston. I mean, I would be more mad if uh, he basically it was like a if it was like a Pablo Sandoval kind of thing where like the guy did nothing the entire like his entire time in Boston. Basically, yeah, just got bad. He did Mookie Betts did stuff. He won awards. He won a World Series. He won an MVP. He brought he made that whole club really good. To a point where, like, Red Sox baseball is fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't blame him that he wanted to give or wanted to get that contract. And the Dodger, yeah. Yeah. But it is kind of not great that, like, we did lose the best homegrown talent than Ted Williams. Heck, even better than Ted Williams. That's probably the thing I feel like really gets to me, too, because we kind of let possibly the best homegrown talent, the guy that we basically drafted um, a decade ago, almost a decade ago, next year, a decade ago, and then throws him up through the ranks of the minor league ranks and basically is playing right field for the Red Sox and bringing glory, yeah, and stuff like that. You don't let talent like that go. You honestly, especially so if you're comparing him the A great homegrown talent since Ted Williams. Yeah. What you do. I mean, that's why I'm mad the Red Sox are our ownership. They made no effort of trying to lock him up long term. You lock him up. Like, basically lock him up. Give him the deal he wants. And basically let this man retire as a Boston Red Sox. That's why I'm kind of. That's why I'm kind of. I'm not really mad, but kind of mad at the same time. I'm kind of middle, Yes. Yeah, well, at least he didn't sign a deal with the Yankees. Thank God for that. At least we didn't trade him the Yankees. (laughs) Somebody made a joke, like, I think it was MLB memes, made a joke about the whole, like, uh, comparing the Red Sox training Mookie Betts to the Red Sox training Babe Ruth in 1918 and kind of comparing how it's now kind of falling apart where the Red Sox in 1918 won a World Series and the Red Sox won a World Title in 2018. Then they had in... 2019, 19 and 19 or 2019 had hangover seasons where like they didn't make the postseason and didn't win the World Series. And then the following off se- the off they traded uh, Babe Ruth in 1920 or 1919, and then Mookie Betts in 2020 or yeah. And then somebody made a joke, maybe you shouldn't trade with the Yankees this time. <laughs> yeah, at least for that. I mean, at least now. I mean, he's probably going to retire a Dodger now. Yeah. And that's what I mean about the whole, like, being a fan of the Red Sox. Yes, I still love this team, and I still will cheer for it till the end. Till I basically die, yeah. But that doesn't mean I agree with everything that the team does or, like, what our ownership does, especially how they handle the whole Mookie Betts deal. I'm mad about that, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Patriots news. Well, there's not going to be a preseason, so yeah. I mean, at at this rate, I really don't care. if We have a preseason. Let's just play games. Let's play actual games. That actually, do count. Let's go. Preseason kind of stinks. I see. I saw no purpose in it whatsoever. <laughs> I saw no purpose in it whatsoever. <laughs> Either that, or they're just practice games. <laughs> Let's see. Although Cam Newton has arrived in New England, finally, officially, I think he did take some, uh, um, like him and uh, Julian Edelman, like played catch together or something like that. I'm trying to find where the video was.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, so, yeah, so him and uh, Julian Edelman played catch together for the first time, trying to get used to each other. Yeah. So this is the guy you're going to be catching passes to, and this is the guy you're going to give the passes to. <laughs> Yeah, I can't find it. All right. But all in all, not a lot of other uh, NFL or Patriots news. Kind of been a kind of a quiet dog day week or a few weeks. Yeah. Just kind of waiting for a possible beginning to the 2020 NFL season. A year where Tom Brady is not suited enough for the Patriots, which is kind of the reason why I'm kind of regretting just seeing Tom Brady in another team's jersey. I would never fought in, yeah. I would, yeah, I never thought That would ever happen. I thought the man would retire a Patriot. Yeah. Well, that's not going to happen. Well, at least he spends the majority of his career with the Patriots. I mean, heck, even Bobby Orr. He didn't even finish his entire career with the Bruins. Yeah, he finished the last two years of his career with the Blackhawks. I think another team, too. I'm trying to think who, but... Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, seriously, Paul Pierce—he didn't finish his career with the Celtics. Yeah, he didn't play his entire career with the Celtics. He bet. Yeah, he basically, yeah, basically played with the Nets, the Wizards, and the Clippers. Yeah, and we still have a special heart for the dude. Yeah, trying to think who else, Red Sox player, well, Mookie Betts. Yes. Speaking of, yeah, now let's bring that up again. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Any other Patriots news? Nope. All right. Celtics news. So they got to the bubble, and it looks like they had zero tests. So the bu- look, bubble is kind of starting to work. Oh, though, former Celtic Aaron Banks did test positive for Corona on Wednesday. So, I mean, but that's just one test. So far, the The whole thing is working, and it looks like they will finish out season in Orlando. Yeah. As much as it sounds like a stupid idea to some people, it's looking like it's kind of starting to work a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The cases are starting to go down. I think that one point, until Aaron Baines tested positive, as I said, there were zero cases. Like, so it possibly is working. Yeah. Or it is working. So, yeah. Or right, again, the Celtics news, they did, or Celtics uh, games, they did play one scrimmage game last night against the. Oklahoma City Thunder, and lost that game 89 to 84. Now, the reason why I'm not pounding my coffee table, coffee table right here in anger is because A is a preseason scrimmage game. It does not count. I'm not going to get mad at a preseason scrimmage game. A game like the Expedition game on Tuesday for the Red Sox, Tuesday and for Thursday of this week or Tuesday or Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. Cause you know what? They are games that don't count. They're throwing people out there. Like even the starters didn't play that long last night. That's what I heard. Like none of the starters on both teams, like everybody was just getting minutes, random minutes. Like they weren't getting like a certain amount of minutes, like more, like the starters get more and then bench players get less. Yeah. I mean, everybody was playing, even the bench guys, even the guys you would never see come off the bench ever. Played last night. That's how much of a pointless preseason game it was, and that's why I'm not really, I'm not really phased. I won't even be phased about if we lose again tomorrow, which if would they do play the Phoenix Suns, which kind of stinks because Aaron Baines is not going to be on the team, yeah, because he tested test positive for COVID. Yeah, but prayers go out to him. Yeah, he will beat this. There is a 95 points or 99.5 percent chance that he that people like or you will survive from covid unless if these are the older generation then you might be more at risk but younger people yeah you do have a better chance of beating this it's just going to be out for 14 days yeah Yeah, that's what i mean covid is a serious thing but you will defeat it you will beat it yeah you will eventually get better it's just going to take some time oh yeah speaking of red sox news Evaldi did come back, or not, Erod did come back from, as I said, from uh, his COVID um, scare, but he's still going to be out because he is battling complications from, yeah, so, like, he actually has heart issues and stuff like that, so maybe, I'm not sure, but he will, uh, yeah, he will beat it, we hope, yeah, all right, so, yeah, as I said, the Celtics play the Suns tomorrow at 1230, Preseason scrimmage, yeah. Might not watch it on my sure I might watch the Red Sox game instead. Yeah. yeah, depends. Yeah, maybe we could watch it both at the same time. Oh. Yeah, have pl- watch it on my computer and watch it on the big screen too. Yeah, you do that. Maybe I don't know. Depends. 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 All right. Any other Celtics news? Well, Nick Wright's an idiot again. The last time we talked. Whew. All right. So he gave the Celtics. He did He did say two things. He did say the Celtics have 0% chance of winning this uh, year's title, which he, I don't see how he can say that because at this rate, everybody can win this title. All 22 teams can win this title. Even the team that ends up the 22nd seeded team could end, end up winning the NBA title, theoretically anyway, so anyway, he did say something else later, which I thought was pretty dumb. But you know what? I mean, he is Nick Wright and is entitled to say stupid stuff and still able to hold on to a job, even though after he said this. <laughs> All right. So Nick Wright declared that if the Lakers win this year's NBA title, then LeBron ties Michael Jordan with six rings. LeBron has three rings. So if he won this title, that would make this count to four. Four is a lesser number than six. So if he were able to pass Jordan or tie or pass Jordan, he would have to win two or three more titles. Dear Fox Sports, please fire this moron immediately. He is making your entire network look dumb. Please. Yes, exactly. But they they won't. They they honestly won't. As much as we want to demand or protest and demand this, they are not going to get rid of Nick, right? I feel like. Unless if he does something really stupid like um, sexual harassment or something like that or say something racist or something like that. But at the same time, I don't think he's going away. As much as I kind of want to see that on go and guys like Max Kellerman go. Stephen, Stephen A. Smith, I eh, mean, I don't like some of the stuff especially says about the Celtics, but You have to admit, after he says that stuff, he kinda does like he you have to kinda respect some of the stuff he does said too. But Nick Wright and Mac Tillman are the people that definitely need to go. They are they're just they do not belong deserve to be sports analysts. They really don't. They are making people in their profession look dumb. They really do, especially at the national level. I mean, seriously, unreal. This is why I never watched the national sport or national networks like ESPN or Fox Sports, any of their sporting programs or sporting new or sporting talk show programs because they're nothing but people who are just dumb and have their own opinions and just political agendas and just just talk about sports. Honest to God. All right, we got three minutes left in this segment. Okay. We'll go over break and then we'll talk about Bruins and whatever, and start off with the Bruins when we come back to break. So don't go anywhere. All right, we are back to start off segment two, start with the Bruins. But first, I did get a text or a notification from Bleacher Report. Remember, and this goes back to the Red Sox. So you remember old Daniel Bard used to pitch for the Red Sox. So he, uh, you heard the story just recently after seven years being out of baseball. He finally gets a deal with the Rockies to play. Yeah. So, yeah, so tonight he actually got – or today he actually got his first career win in seven years. Awesome. Good for him. He last pitched 2,646 days ago. Yeah, so he got a win over the Rangers. Awesome. Good for him. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he I hope he continues his career. Yeah, I hope he like I hope this second stint works out for him no matter where he goes. There yeah, for the dude. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. All right, so now the Bruins news. So they're now heading to Toronto. I believe the season will start August the 1st, so a week from today, I believe. Hold on. Let's go to the Bruins. Yeah. I know the NBA starts, uh, go away, all right, yes, the crack. all right, let's see, oh, actually, Thursday, never mind, I'll get, uh, first, yeah, Thursday, first yeah, they do play the Blue Jackets at the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, yeah, so I believe, let's see, I do believe, yeah, they do play a game against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets on Thursday. Not really for sure if that was actually the start. I, like, I could be wrong. I think these might be just preseason games, but I could be wrong on that too. Get it. Yes. All, right. All right. I think these might just be the. Yeah. This might actually just be pre- somewhat preseason or like scrimmage games. Okay, yeah, so yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, because they have a day off on Friday. And I think that usually when a season starts, they take a day off. Okay, so, all right. So a scrimmage game on um, first or on Thursday against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And then the real show begins on uh, Saturday, August the 2nd or August the 1st. And then the Bruins first play. The Philadelphia Flyers at two PM on NBC Sports or on NBC. Yeah. Too bad we got too bad. My sister got rid of YouTube TV or like deactivated because yeah, for now because yeah, darn, we're gonna miss that game. You might have to catch it on radio. All right. So Marshan said some things about the restart. See what he said. I'll yeah, we'll get out of here. <laughs> Wait, what the? Hey,
1: what the hey? was going on? Your
0: favorite team. What? What's going on? Okay, something just happened here. I'm looking at this. I'm looking on the sports app. It's just something just happened. What what just happened? Here we are. Here's a. All right. Here's the article I was looking for. All right. Brad Marchand expects that. Uh. Um. expects really sloppy hockey when games resume. All right. So here's what he said. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be really sloppy hockey. To be honest to you. Yeah. He said to. He told reporters. We've been off for four or five months. Yeah. It is kind of true. Yeah, whatever it's been and it takes more than a couple of weeks to get all back, but be at the top, but be at the to- and be at the top of your game. And the conditions of the and the ice conditions are not going to be good in the middle of summer. True on that. We're all going to be on the same playing field and we've all have the same amount of time to get ready and we're just going to have to battle it out regardless of the situation. It's still going to be intense. It's going to be hard fought, and there are going to be some nice plays. But it should be a little choppy, especially at the start. I kind of do agree with him. Like, they've been off for a while. So a lot of guys are going to be rusty. I kind of do believe that. That's what I mean. And that's what I kind of mean with some of these restarts. I mean, some of them, like, we don't even know if they're going to work out. Heck, maybe the bubble might not work out at the end. The NBA bubble. Well, we don't know. But hopefully, I'm hoping it does work. Because honestly, at the same time, four to five months of sports, especially when you do this podcast, kind of gets old. I'm just glad that sports are starting to come back again. And at time, we really do need sports. We really do need a distraction from life right now. Or the world that's going on right now. You know, from COVID to a race war or to uh racial injustice tensions or racial inten- or racial tensions in our country right now that's why I was trying to say racial tensions yeah we just need an election coming up too. we just need the distraction something to take our minds off of this stuff yeah yeah all right. All right. Any other um, Celtics news or D- Bruins news? No. Nope. Narrowing football. Let's see. So they did sign somebody today. Yeah. Let's see. Da-da. Da-da. Trying to find where I saw it. Go get. It. Mm, Bleacher Report reported it. Here we are. They landed another four-star offensive tackle, Joey Ten Tenoa, five or six five, two hundred eighty pounds, ranked two or ranked twenty or twenty twenty twos for thirteenth best offensive tackle, and he picked or picked a nerd Dame over Ohio State. Let's see. Let's be in the floor. Go load. All see. He picked. Yeah, here we are. Ohio State, Michigan, LSU, Arizona State, Cincinnati, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas State, Michigan State, Nebraska, Penn State, Purdue, and Tennessee. He's from Zionville, Indiana. We actually got a Zionville, Indiana uh, or a play from Zionville, Indiana or an actual listener from Zionville, Indiana. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. Yeah.
1: Whoever you are. Yeah.
0: Whoever you are. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Here's your boy. Yeah. So, I also kind of want to get into um, some stuff too. So, you know the Washington Redskins are now going to change their name. From something else, so they're gonna get rid of the Redskins' uh, nickname, and now they're called the Washington Football Team. Until they actually find an actual nickname or logo to go with, um, and then the Indians are gonna change their nickname too, or think about changing their nickname from the Indians to something else, like the Spiders back in the day. Yeah, but how this ties in the Notre Dame? There have been a few critics that came out and said maybe Notre Dame should change the Fighting Irish mascot. I don't know about this. Especially, not a lot of Irish Americans are pissed off about this, about the actual Fighting Irish or Notre Dame using the Fighting Irish as a logo. Actually, a lot, and that's probably why a lot of people cheer for Notre Dame. A lot of Irish Americans, because it represents them. Like, that's why I cheer for Notre Dame. Because, yeah, especially when I started getting into sports and I found out that Notre Dame's logo was the Fighting Irish and how into Irish-American culture and history I am, I thought, this is the team for me. Well, some people have came out and uh, said, like, yeah, they're we're not going to do this. Like, Lou Holtz uh, told a story, and, like, he's really mad, too, that they're thinking of changing it, too, that he's really not really happy about this. yeah. But he did tell the story of why the Fighting Irish got their nickname. And it had to do with fighting racial injustice. Yeah. Back in the 1920s, like back in 1924, the year that Notre Dame won their first ever national title in football, the Ku Klux Klan um, were ha- going to have a rally and a like picnic in South Bend or the Indiana Ku Klux Klan had were going to have a rally and picnic in uh, South Bend, Indiana. And, South Bend Indiana is basically the Indiana's a uh, Catholic uh town or something like that or basically their town for Catholicism because yeah Notre Dame is in South Bend, Indiana. So and uh the and, and this is kind of not great too because the Klan also hates Catholics dude. They hate black people they hate Jews and they hate Catholics. Yeah, that's one of their top three groups to hate. And a lot of Notre Dame fans fought this as an attack. They fought, "No way, Jose! We are not having this in our town and on our near our university." So, a group of Notre Dame students went to this uh, rally and picnic and started attacking some of these clan or clansmen. Start ripping off their robes, start ripping off their hoods, and start kicking them, kicking their butts. Yeah, to the point where like the clans say, hey, "Okay, let's uh let's get out of South Bend. Let's go have this meeting somewhere else." Because we don't want to face these crazy Catholics. <laughs> yeah, and that's where they got the Fighting Irish nickname. From Fighting Racial Injustice. And Fighting For Social Justice. And that's where, yeah, and that's where they got the nickname, The Fighting Irish. Because a lot of them were Irish, too, and yeah. And they were Fighting Racial Injustice. And also, too, and of do no, I did see an article recently that Nerdame has come out recently and said we're sticking with the fine Irish logo. Yeah. Despite how many yen and looking like it's like a small percentage of people who don't want it. I mean, yeah. Heck, I've actually heard that not a lot of Native Americans were actually PO'd about the Redskins logo. It's mostly really PC liberal, really PC liberals, PC white liberals who really don't want this. Yeah. Yeah, like the Native Americans, like actually, like a lot of them say, like this is actually pride to them. This actually is pride to them. Like, yeah, and actually, the reason, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know, just crazy times. Yeah, yeah. As of now, the Nerdy Logo is going to stay. Yeah, as of now, yeah, and that's what Nerdy is. Yeah. All right, so back to football news. It looks like the ACC is willing to uh, let Notre Dame join their conference for this season just so they can get games. Yeah, because a lot of these conferences are now starting to play only conference games, and this really doesn't work for Notre Dame because they're independent and they don't belong to a conference in football. So, yeah, that's what I mean. If they don't – yeah, if they lose out to some of these conference games, yeah. They aren't going to play in games. Alabama. There was rumor that Alabama might be a team to play, but that rumor got shot quickly. Yeah. All right. Any other nerd Dame news report we talk about? Nope. All right. Celtic football. All right. So they started playing. Started playing friendly pre preseason friendly games or like preseason games in France on uh, last week or like uh, last week. Yeah, last Friday. Either Friday or Thursday. Yeah. All right. Here we are. Okay, so the first game they played was the 16th and they played against uh, OG Nice in France and had and settled for a 1-1 draw. Yeah. And then on last Saturday, they played against Olympus Leonis and lost that game 2-1. to And then they went to Paris and played uh, Paris Saint-Germain and basically lost that game like 4 nothing. They did not score nothing. So oh two 2 one or 0-1-2 because, yeah, because they put the draw... In between the W's and Law. So, yeah. So, not great. Yeah. They do play uh, another friendly preseason game starting tomorrow against Ross County and then Hibernians. Yeah. So, kind of part of their uh, Scottish Premier League. Yeah. I've been trying to find an article, too. Um, so, it seems that during the Paris Saint Germain game, a lot of the the fans on both sides, Celtic and Saint-Germain, actually got into it. I'm trying to find out what the actual um, scuffle was about. Celtic football versus Paris. Here we are. Not what we're looking for. Let's see. Okay, not anything. Well, they got into it for something. Here we go. Let's click on this article. Let's see what this says. Oh. Oh. I don't like when things go slow. All right. Continue. Yes. All right. It says here they are giving a. Uh, Ticket reprieve as they will be allowed to attend friendly. Yeah. Oh, actually, I heard this comment. Kind of ticket, yeah, a ticket dispute. Yeah, wow. Something. I don't know if this is the actual thing that started the actual brawl, but wow. Yeah. French are snobs. Jeez, screw them. You realize that the show is not French-friendly. Yeah. So it looks like they kind of got screwed on a ticket deal. and the, Yeah, like, they were screwed in, like, um, something. Yeah, so fans were expected to see. Yeah. Go to gate. Left in a panic. Ah, so yeah, wow, they kind of got screwed. Wow. Yeah, how do you mess up on tickets? Unreal. Yeah, so yeah, I was over a ticket failure dispute. Yeah. Hmm, unreal. All right, so tomorrow's game is against Ross County. I believe it's tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Yeah. Another uh, friendly game. So it doesn't really count. I don't think the actual season games start until like August the 2nd. So next Sunday. Yeah, Actual Premier League or uh, Premier League or Scottish Premier League games. So not a lot of else. All right. So let's go on the Chelsea football. So last time we talked – they played Sheffield, Sheffield United and lost that game 3 nothing. So on the 14th, they played uh North Northwick City and won that game 1-0. And then they played the in the F or FA Cup game in the semifinal game against uh Manchester on Mon- or Manchester United or Man United. Man United, Man United. last Sunday. And uh, won that game three to one. So now they're in the FA Cup final. I believe it's against. Uh, we'll have to see. Yeah. But then they played uh, Chelsea or uh, played Liverpool, the Red Sox uh, owned uh, English Premier League team. It's probably why Mookie Betts didn't get his contract. They're spending more money on Liverpool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, in a Premier League game and lost that game five to three. Yeah. Darn. And that's and that was on the same day too that uh, the Mookie Betts uh, extension went or went down because I was more mad. Yeah, I was yeah, and that's I was really mad about that. I thought, ugh, please Chelsea beat Liverpool seriously. Can we just shove it up uh, the owners or John Henry, Tom Warner, and Sam Kennedy's face? Yeah, so they are fourth in the English Premier League for 2019 2020, which is yeah. At this time, I feel like the season would be ending. I would think. Yeah. All right, so they are in fourth. Liverpool is like kind of running away with this, thirty-seven points. Uh, well, they are kind of. Well, it is kind of tied. Yeah, thirty-seven. Yeah, thirty-seven. Wait, what? Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hey, yeah, we're on the wrong column. Ninety-six points, huh? Thirty-one wins, three draw or three draws, three defeats. Huh. Yeah, this Liverpool. Team pretty good. Although I won't cheer for them. Yeah, I'm kind of more mad because this is why the Red Sox... They're the reason why the Red Sox are not going to be good in five years or so. Hopefully five years. All right. So the, go back to the FA Cup final. They will play Arsenal on Saturday for the FA Cup title, I believe. this. Yeah, this is the final. and But then on... Tomorrow, they will play uh Wolverhampton, the Wanderers. Yeah, they will play the Wanderers or Wolverhampton Wander- Wanderers. Tomorrow, looks like 10 a.m., possibly our time, 10 a.m. our time. All right. Yeah. So in the morning, that's usually what these games are. They play in the morning our time. Yeah. yeah. Getting ready for that. All right. We won't go into Gonzaga, Wright State, and uh, Boston College Hockey because there really is no news report. Yeah. So, yeah. What we probably will go into is um probably what I've been watching recently. What episodes I've been watching on the Netflix, Hulu, Apple TV, and Amazon Prime I've been watching. Yeah. When we let when we left off, because the Ozarks, wat- watch that first episode. Yeah, kind of a dark show. Yeah, really, really is. But some of the shows I'm going to talk about are pretty dark too. Yeah, yeah. So as I'm saying, so if as I'm saying, some of the dark shows as like they kind of go into like a really like raunchy and kind of stuff. So. If you're not into this segment of the show, you might want to fast forward through it just so because we might be going into, yeah, you just might want to just fast forward through this. Yeah. All right. All right. So yeah, so as we left off, we watched Paradise PD episode 1. So it's kind of like a I'm not sure if you're familiar with the show Brickleberry, like on, that was on Comedy Central like a decade or like a 8 or a, 8 or a 9 years ago. So yeah, so yeah, this is kind of made by the same guys. It's like a police department a really uh really hillbilly like town in no in, I mean, like bumfuck nowhere <laughs> yeah so yeah so it's kind of like yeah the police force yeah like so yeah yeah pretty much so yeah it's kind of like a comedy kind of like falls a police force yeah, they've only done two seasons so far i watched episode one of season one so far then i watched the pinky blinders the first episode so i had to restart that yeah so i watched the first episode where like uh tom shelby got the guns they send a detective from Belfast to kind of wonder where the guns went and who took them. Like, and like, was it the IRA, the communists, or the Pinky Blinders? Yeah, it's kind of looking like, yeah, that spoiler it was the Pinky Blinders that took the, gun, the British guns and were going to sell them to Libya. <laughs> so, yeah. I've actually recommended that show to my parents, and they already started watching it. <laughs> Like, I believe they're more ahead of me than I am, which is not great. But, I mean, at the same time, we're watching all these other shows. You're trying to have a little bit of a system and, like, talk about them, too. Just, yeah, I feel like, that's the only show they're watching right now. And they've told me it's, like, they're not really great. They're not really like it, like it, but they'll still continue watching it. But they still kind of think this is not a great show. Mostly because they feel like it's kind of dark and kind of it's kind of like Sons of Anarchy a little bit. All right, Rami, which is basically a show on Hulu. Um, it's like one of the newer shows. Um, it's kind of like about this like a uh, Muslim uh, adult or a uh, kind of like younger man, kind of like more my age, closer to my age, young adult. Um. That is basically, yeah, he can't find any girlfriend. He can't start settling down. He's just having a hard time trying to find a girl and settling down, stuff like that. And it's just, it's kind of a little, yeah, I mean, it's a little, yeah, it's kind of a little funny, but I mean, I could see where, yeah, not a lot of people like it. Yeah. So we just finished uh, episode one, uh, and we're on episode two now of season one. Then the rise of the Ottomans, it's kind of like the, what I said about the last of the czars, uh. Um documentary. It's kinda like that. It's kinda like that uh documentary where like they'll have the historians talk a little bit, but they'll have like reenactments to the point where like it's kind of like a movie. It's kind of like a movie or a series. Yeah. So the rise of the Ottomans is basically how the Ottoman Empire rise and the capture of Constantinople, which is today Istanbul in Turkey. Yeah. So basically, yeah, the capture of it in uh 14 1453. So pretty neat. I've watched it through, I'm trying or uh Watching again, just because. Yeah. So, yeah. We didn't go into the mind of Aaron Hernandez's uh, documentary, so we watched episode one of that documentary, Free part documentary. Yeah. Kind of shows that this dude was kind of a little dark. Yeah, he kind of had, like, some issues, especially growing up. And, yeah, basically, yeah. So, yeah. Even, yeah. it's Pretty neat. But I'll still watch it, maybe, because... He used to play for the New England Patriots. This is Gronk before. Yeah, this was the guy that Gronk replaced. Yeah. yeah. Tom, or, yeah, Tim Tebow's teammate in Florida. Yeah. I did. Yeah, so. Yeah. So, yeah, so we watched episode one of that. I forgot to mention that on the last podcast. Sorry about that. We'll do better. All right. Yeah, last episode is not really great. That's why I kind of took a break last week. Just to. Kind of get me back into it. And to the point, I felt like we weren't really talking about anything. Sports were really going on except for Chelsea and Celtic. Well, even Celtic football wasn't even playing their actual preseason friendlies yet. All right. All right. So the next documentary, the Romanoffs, um, which is basically it's a Amazon Prime miniseries. And you know the Romanoffs. So basically, yeah, the Russian royal family that was around before the Russian Revolution. So, yeah, that family, the Romanov dynasty. So, basically, this is a series that follows individual people throughout the world, even America and internationally, of some of the descendants of the Romanov. So, like, basically, descendants of extended family. So, like, because we all know that the immediate family of Nicholas II and Alexandria were all shot. Yeah. No matter the Anastasia. <laughs> Imposters, yeah, so yeah. yeah, so yeah, so it so the whole Anastasia story was kind of real, except these are the extended family members. So I watched episode one, um, of s- episode one of season one. Well, there's only one season, yeah, so it's kind of like it's kind of like a Band of Brothers kind of deal, like it's a mini series Tim movie, but it follows like s- different people throughout the show, like a few people from uh, Mad Men were on there, and uh peter russo from house of cards that actor he's in it two in one episode uh sterling they got the white-haired dude on uh Mad Men, is in the two uh chris um christina hendrix um joan on uh, a Men's in the two she's uh in one episode pretty neat yeah all right that's it for romanoff's space forces this is the new show that steve carell is on on uh, netflix so, which is like Based on the an actual real uh, branch in the military that's now coming out called Space Force, it's kind of supposed to be kind of like an office kind of, kind of documentary. or like kind of the same kind of deal. We're like uh, he get uh, this uh, general. I'm not really sure what the name is, but we'll figure it out. Gets command of the or becomes like a general and basically takes command of uh, the actual Space Force. And now he has a. Stationed in Colorado to get ready for the actual launch in the space, and it kind of follows kind of the boredom and kind of like just mediocrity of the whole thing. And it's pretty funny, yeah. So we're on episode one of season one. All right, so we'll go to break, and then because we're kind of are running out of time. All right, we oh, all right, we are back. All right, sorry we had to cut out there. Go to quick break there. We are kind of starting to cut it short, or like starting to run out short of time in that little segment. So, but we're back now. All right, so where we left off? The Spy, here we are. So this is a new, like, series about an actual Israeli spy back in the 60s. Uh, it's played by us. The character is played by Sasha Barakotin. Um, Let's see who the spy is. Because um, this guy actually did uh, exist. So this is kind of like a uh, show about the actual uh, spy that they're talking about. So actual Israeli spy back in the 60s. Here we are so here we are so yeah played by Sasha Barra Conan let's see so yeah so it's based off the actual real life of uh Ellie Conan who was an or actually Israeli spy back in the 60s uh, spied uh, for Israel on Syria during like uh 1961 1965 during our, during the war yeah so he was born in Egypt so like he basically immigrated to Israel and kind of um, worked in like um a real t- real retail store but then the Israeli uh um, spy organization or kind of like their CIA thought like this guy actually could be useful. Because honestly, he kind of does look like an Arab. He really does. like So he'll fill right into like the actual um uh, Syrian government, like actually kind of use, like, um be part of their government. And they just won't know. They won't know. So, like, he actually – so he starts spying on Syria. But he's kind of like a double agent, as I'm trying to say. So, like, so he's kind of spying for – secondly, pretend spying for uh, Syria – well, a nationality, he's actually an Israeli spy. And it doesn't take him until 1965 or Syria until 1965, spoiler alert right here, to find out that he is an actual Israeli spy and they arrest him and then hang him. Yeah. But you kind of feel like in the first episode, it kind of looks like they did capture him and they kind of beat him up. And it's kind of like, yeah, this is kind of the end. And this whole series is basically just a flashback through his life, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. A pretty neat story. I mean, really great. I mean, yeah, Sasha Baron conan does a really good job in it. So yeah. So I finished episode one of season one. So yeah. So it's kind of like him getting ready to be a spy for Israel. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. All right. So I restarted um, rewatching Tiger King. I'm on episode one of or uh, episode or finished episode one. Now I'm on episode two. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, watching this now, I mean, kind of watching, it, I felt like, man, I'm kind of glad I made really good life decisions than some of the people in this uh, show. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of glad. Yeah. I was about to say, I feel like I made better life decisions than some of these people like Joe Exotic. Um, yeah, seriously, Joe Exotic. I mean, yeah, it's like he basically tried to uh, have a uh, pay someone to hire murder. And he actually, when you see some of these people, it's basically about, like, how people own tigers, like, have, like, private zoos and stuff like that. And it kind of shows that, like, yeah, a lot of these uh um, zoos, like, especially all of them, kind of not treat these tigers or animals really well. Like, they don't really keep their cages and uh, exhibits well kept. They kind of, like, do, or uh, uh not feed them well and, like, yeah, and stuff like that. They kind of treat them bad. Yeah. I feel like the only one is, like, a... Uh, doc antle like he actually keeps them but he's not really a great dude either he actually he actually has like female employees and he also has them like he kind of turns them into kind of like yeah kind of like yeah like kind of like his uh should i say the sex slaves in a way yeah they kind he makes them get boob jobs and stuff like that and kind of like yeah just kind of yeah isn't really great with them and kind of makes them live in cages too i'm not, I'm not sure yeah yeah so yeah, but yeah, like yeah, Joe Exotic doesn't really treat his employees really good, and yeah, yeah, it kind of makes him live in uh really like rundown trailer parks, and yeah, that really aren't well kept, and like he gave some or like feeds some, like food that expired from some of these stores. Yeah, it's not really great. Yeah, yeah, Carol Baskin, yeah, really, she killed her husband. I do believe that she really did kill her husband for the zoo. Yeah. Oh yeah, she also does not pay her employees either. Yeah, makes them work for free. (laughs) Well, I think some of them are volunteers, but yeah, some of them don't really get paid. (laughs) But isn't that the whole point of volunteering, not get paid? Okay, (laughs) Yes. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's a pretty neat documentary. A little overhyped, but it's a pretty neat documentary. I'll probably watch it again. So we finished episode one of or season one. Well, this is like a one documentary, so there's only one season, and then uh, we're on episode two now. All right, all right. How many more do we go? Because we gotta go up to the back to the top because we started back up again. All right. So we're on episode or so we're watching a show, a British show called on Netflix called Wonderlust, which is basically it's like set in present day Great Britain or the UK. Um, So this is basically, yeah. So um, this is like a married couple that have children, mostly now grow up. Now, I think one, the son is in high school or in British high school in a way. And it's kind of one of these shows that's kind of a little raunchy, too. It's kind of like, yeah. Um, But um, the wife is a psychologist or a therapist or something like that, therapist. And I think the husband is a teacher at one of the schools in the town that they're at. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, their marriage is not really great. They're not really getting it on in bed. Sorry, we're going I told you to fast forward through this. You don't want to hear this. Um, So, yeah. So, yes. It's kind of a little raunchy. So, what happens in the first episode? God. um, So, uh, it seems that the husband actually uh, slept with a colleague of his and then, uh, which is a woman, yes. Um, And then, the main character the wife actually slept with like one of her uh uh classmates in like a swim aerobics class or swimming aerobics class that she's doing because she got into an accident riding her bike and she's trying to like get back to her use of her legs and stuff like that or like get back to like normal walking she kind of has to have one of those like walker canes yeah but anyway yeah so she gets it on or like has like yeah sex with one of her uh classmates and then at the end of the episode they uh confess what they did and they thought what do we just do it again like just try to spice up our marriage what why do we just kind of become swingers in a way if you don't know what swingers are it's please go look it up please
1: <laughs> you know
0: i'm not going to explain this just look it up you you know what i'm talking about all right so back up to the top of the order in baseball terms uh, we went back to watching Babylon Berlin. So we finished episode two of uh, season one. So we're now on uh, episode three. And you kind of start in this episode, start realizing why the main character, the detective from Cologne is in Berlin and finds out that like their Lord Mayor or Bürgermeister in German, which is German for mayor um, was being blackmailed by a, uh, being black was being blackmailed by a group of people that are in Berlin at the time, like a kind of like mobster group. And he's trying to find who these people are and bring them to justice and like, or at least try to get the photograph and evidence to kind of clear his name and stuff like that. So yeah, you find out why he's in Berlin, it kind of goes through like some of the nightclub uh, story of Berlin and stuff like that. And that one, like Russian, like counter-revolutionary group that got away in Russia, So somebody rad them out, won't tell who, to the actual Russian embassy in Berlin. And a couple of dudes show up at the end and basically, yep, took them out. Except they didn't take out uh, Karnovsky or the main leader of the group. I think he was, yeah, he went to the bathroom just as they showed up. So like he was in the john and he looked out and saw, oh, crap. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, so they didn't find them. Yeah. All right, so we are on – all right, so we're on episode two – or we finished episode two of season three. Or I mean, not season two. We finished episode one of season one, and we're on episode three now. So, yeah. So now we're back to Central Park. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is the show I'm talking about. It's, like, made by the same get guys who made Bob's Burgers. Kind of not really sure about this, but they have some dudes from, or some of the ac- voice actors from Frozen, like um the guy who voices Olaf's in it. He's kind of the uh, park entertainer, and uh um Kristen Kristen Bell's in it too. She's uh one of the younger uh, characters in it too. So yeah, or voices one of the characters. Yeah, so I mean it's it has that same comedy as Bob's Burgers. It's just I'm not really sure sure what the think of now. Yeah. Alright. So, we finished episode one of season two, or se- episode two of season one. So, we're on... Uh, we gotta update that. So, we're on season three. episode three. Yes. Sorry about that. You'll get that. Oh, wow. What does this do? <laughs> what did that do? Alright. Comrade Detective. I'm not really sure about this show anymore. I might just take this off the list i don't know it made the americans kind of look like really bad um the show comrade detective was made in romania during the communist reign back in the 80s so this is like well actually this is a remake of that show because the actual 80s show kind of like ended because after the fall of communism and they're kind of like remaking the show like kind of like made in this uh newer time period but i just I don't know. I kind of feel like it's not great. I feel like I might just get rid of it. it. Just it just makes the Americans look really bad and crooked. And I don't know. So if we take that off the list, that means the next show we're gonna be start watching is Crossing Swords, so the Robot Chicken creators' show that's now on Hulu. So we'll be back to that. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I think that's the end of the segment. Man. So, yeah. So, I'm finally off Facebook. After literally a decade, I'm done with Facebook. It was just getting to the point where, like, now it was just starting. Like, I couldn't stand some of the people's posts, like, the articles they were posting, the posts they were posting. It's just getting to the point where it was kind of in your face. Just the point where I thought enough I was finding an excuse to get rid of the get rid of the uh, Facebook account anyway I just and this was just the excuse to do it yeah. so yeah I was gonna do it four years ago around this time or around October or so or September of October but I think it was at like a wedding party for one of my cousins. Like a surprise wedding, we didn't find out that was an actual wedding until we actually got there. So I thought, because I, I came there wearing a t-shirt and uh, jeans, I thought like I thought, oh, this is an actual wedding. Wow, I dressed properly for this occasion. <laughs> dressed properly for this occasion. I didn't know we didn't find out until it was we actually got there. Like, oh, this is a surprise wedding or reception. So anyway, so back to the whole Facebook. I'm uh, sitting with um. A few of my aunts and my grandma. I was telling them, you know what? I might just get off Facebook. I I can't really be here and just stick to stuff like Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. My grandma heard that shit. Oh no no no! Don't do that! Don't do that! Because people like Carla Huohuwin would, would miss your posts and stuff like that. You really mean the world to her. Nothing against Carla Huohuwin. I've what I'm hearing from my mom, Carla Huohuwin was a really nice woman. Or is a really nice woman, yeah. What I've been hearing, but you know what? I never knew she existed until I actually got a Facebook account in 2011. That's where I found out. That's how I was trying to figure who is this Carlo McCool and That's yeah. So she's kind of related. I think she's like a cousin or so to my mom, or related, or an aunt or so. I'm not really sure. We might have to ask mom again. Text mom. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So yeah, that's it. I never knew she ex- – I mean, yes, it would be – it's not the same as like what if I – someone like like Aunt Debbie or something like that or any of my aunts, like immediate aunts. She's more of a distant relative. I mean, I didn't know she even existed until the time I got the Facebook account, which is like 11 years ago or so like this time or not 11, or almost nine years ago. So, yes, that's what I mean. She, she was acting like that. This is a relative that I knew my entirety of my life, and I'm just now ditching out on her to the point where I didn't even know she existed until, like, 2011 or so. I don't know. I told my parents that in the front, just do what you want. I mean, seriously, at the same time, Grandma has no authority over you whatsoever. Yeah. She doesn't even have a Facebook account. Yeah, Grandma won't – or Grandpa won't let her. Yeah, he said, it? So yeah, so anyway, so we're done with Facebook. Sorry to all the people, all my friends out there that are on Facebook. It just came to the point where, like, this isn't fun anymore. The whole Facebook experience has gone. Because at the time when I started, it was great. I can now hang out. I just graduated from high school, and now I can, like, stay in contact with, like, some of my high school buddies, like, high school uh, teammates from sports and stuff like that. Keep in touch with them. See how they're doing their for with sports and stuff like that, and their education stuff like that. And then as time went on, I thought this stinks. And even this year, this is like this is kind of like the final straw in the whole deal. I just thought, all right, end it. Just, just ended. I don't even care. I don't even care who will miss me on Facebook. It just ended. It's just it's kind of like that Depart- that uh, scene on Departed where. Um, Matt Damon's character, Matt Damon's character and Leonardo DiCaprio's character on the elevator, he just said, Please, just effing kill me, just effing kill me. That's 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 the, that's how I kind of, just end it. Just, this is not fun anymore, yeah. Yeah, sorry we kind of cursed there, but yeah. We were kind of, using an example of what I kind of felt with the whole Facebook experience. So just, yeah. So if you want to find me personally you're gonna to have to do it on Twitter and Instagram because I am no longer on Facebook or Snapchat or TikTok. Well, I mean, my Tik TikTok is the podcast is TikTok, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Fox, my my nephew Fox might be an Oakland Athletics fan. Yeah. So recently, he just got um, started getting interested in this uh, cartoon show that I grew up with, watching. It's based off a storybook that was written like in 1931, 1930 by like a French artist, Jean Baptiste, called Babar. Yeah, Babar the Elephant King. Yeah. So yeah, so Leah. so he his um mom and dad, my sister and my brother in law, uh showed him uh the showing. Like he just got into it. It was kind of like my version of SpongeBob SquarePants or Arthur, Arthur like the art art who's from Massachusetts, so he is kind of a Red Sox fan, a Patriots fan. Well, they just did, episode, did a show on that, like just did a remake of that show, and they just all out Boston Nets. And said, hey, Arthur, Arthur, <laughs> let's go to the Sox game. <laughs> let's go pack the car in the yard. Go <laughs> cool Sox, Tom raise the goat. <laughs> I mean I – mean, <laughs> Yeah, they actually did an episode where, like, uh, it was like right after the two thousand four World Series, where like they kind of did something. They made the hometown team of that show, um, kind of like the Red Sox, and that was kind of like them finally winning the championship. Is kind of like what the Red Sox did in oh four. It was kind of neat. So they had they actually had some players like Matt Damon, Mike Timlin, and Edgar Renteria, which is kind of weird because he was on the Cardinals and he was the final out of that World Series. <laughs> Yeah, he was like ground ball to keep Folk who tosses the to first. Red Sox broke their A6-Yorkers. Right, so back to Babar. So back to – yeah, sorry, we can't. Yeah. So anyway, so he started liking Babar. And then 4th July weekend, uh, my mom, Katie, Ryan, Fox, all went out to go see Molly, who lives in – my other sister Molly that lives out in Indiana and works out there too. So like they decided to spend the Fourth July weekend, at or like took Fox to the Indiana or Indianapolis Zoo or the Indy Zoo. Yes, the Indy Zoo was open on Fourth July weekend. Yeah, just to sh- just kind of show him the actual real babars. Yeah, the actual real babars, 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 <laughs> babars, babars, mama, 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 baby, <laughs> babars. <laughs> So, yeah, so, yeah, what I was telling about that whole experience, so they just finished uh, seeing the sharks, which he kind of like the sharks. He was kind of big on that whole baby shark song. Baby shark. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> so, anyway, so, like, they saw the sharks, but then when they left the shark exhibit, um, they kind of let him roam around a little bit too, and he was, like, he had that determination, like, We're on a mission to go find the Batbars. And then we are, we are on a freaking mission. (laughs) And then they saw the Batbars and he just loved it. He's just, imagine if he fought, where are their crowns, their suits? And why are some of them not talking? (laughs) They're just doing this. This is all a fake joke. (laughs) They're all lies.
1: They're all lies. This was all set up.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, anyway, so where it goes to the Oakland Athletics, you know their mascot is an elephant. Yeah, an elephant. So, I thought I would show this logo or mascot to Fox via phone. I showed it to him, and he just pointed and said, Papar, 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 baseball, (laughs) Papar. So, we might be losing him to an Oakland Athletics fan. Which is okay. I mean, he can cheer for every team he wants to cheer for, as long as it's not the Yankees or Pacific teams, the Pacific sports that yeah that I have a beef with. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I also showed him the Alabama logo too, or in the mascot too, and he just went Babar, 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 Babars, <laughs> Babars. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see. So, yeah, just, yeah, so, yeah, so we're back after taking a week hiatus. So we're going to do that possibly once a week, like a specific time once a week. So maybe next month we might pick a week where I might just take a week off. Just just relax, just get some stuff done. Just enjoy life because, I mean, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, podcasting is pretty fun. But at the same time, I mean, kind of you break in between. Yeah. All right. Any other business to adjourn to? Nope. I think we're good. Oh, yeah. Get something. All right. Back. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, ring, reveal on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at Podcast Royal. And then follow my personal Twitter page at Junkyard Dog. Underscore 92. We will have those in the details of the episode. Hold on. Crap. Here we are. All right. Yeah. All right. Then follow the show on Instagram at Royal Reuters 1992. And then follow the TikTok page at Royal Reuters 1992. And then follow our Pinterest page. But well, we might get rid of that, too. We're not really using it as much. Uh, yeah. And then follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. doesn't matter to us. All right. And with that being said, get into position. Darn it. Get back. And with that being said, I feel like that about doing. I'm glad sports are now coming back. I'm glad that sports are coming back. Welcome back. Welcome back. See you guys next week. Banyana. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh yeah, man. How you doing? You good? I know you like that. I know you like that. See the girls in the club, they getting wild for me And all the pretty chicks all wanna smile at me These rap cats, man, they all got this style for me And if I ever see them, man, they probably bow to me And when this beat drop, I know they gon' lean Word they cute? I know they gon' clean. Everything Mississippi to the Palm Springs Girls from boomettes down to blonde queens These young boys don't know what a Don name I'm just a bad boy, gone clean I'm the diamond chain choker, always remain sober don't drink liquor and all the game's over Need a plane, I explain it to my broker Three box in the hood top down and ain't over. Uh, you know there's more men, where that come from Me and cool the love rolling back to back in one See the names have all changed since I've been around But the game ain't the same since I left out Ooh, you know it need Ooh, you know you know you like that. You you know you like that. You know you like that. Yeah, I rest the most hot, still I'm the most fly I went so much, they wanna know who I'm coached by Everyday approached by chicks when I was low top. Wanna get me so soft, but I'm like, don't try I see the hisses and the dishes when I go by But see the misses on my wrists when I float by Self-control and I can't tell you no lie Tryna find a soulmate, you hate up being so tight I make my money, man, without the coca Live in La Vida, without the loca I'm down south, so they show me country love and I ain't even country thug The people give me daps and hugs So it must be love And I love the country grub It feel good And hear people singing welcome back And I ain't even selling the track Cause I'm that holiday. chat The names have all changed Since I've been around But the game ain't the same Since I left out Ooh, ooh, ooh You know it need a Ooh he is me he is you know, you like that. you know, you like that. You know, you like that. Make the same since I left out Ooh, you know we need you Ooh, you know we need you You know, you like that.
0: Go home, go, go.